not a K-drama. The following episode may contain spoilers. Hello, everyone. Hi. We are back with a new episode of What a K-drama. And this time we're talking about 2022 films. You're not going to introduce yourself? Oh, yes. <laughs> My name is Kathleen. <laughs> My name is Ilse. And, well, we're back. And, you know, this is also <laughs> another sort of episode that has become staple in every season of What a K-drama. We talk about movies now. Yeah, because I feel like not a lot of people talk about Korean movies. That is very true. And there's so, so many as well. Yeah. Look at us filling this niche. <laughs> niche? Niche. Yes. Contents. My God, I can't speak. Okay. Let's take a closer look at the top 10 of yes. the highest grossing films of 2022 so far. Yeah. And we're filming this on like the 29th of August. Yes. So by the time this gets out, it'll be like what? October-ish? Maybe it's November. We're not sure yet. Yeah. But probably a lot of movies will come out by then. So yes. we just so keep that in mind. Surprise! Yay! Um, let's briefly go over each yeah. one from the top 10 and then we can go in depth on each film. Yeah. So in number one, we have, or should I start from 10? Uh, let's do it from 10, I think. Okay, 10. 10. It only made a measly $5 million. A little bit. Just, you know, what Tiny is bit. $5 million? Like uh, Nothing, <laughs> you know. Anyways, that is Kingmaker. Yes. Uh, distributed by Megabox, Jung Ang plus M. Okay. Then on ninth place, we have Broker, which we're going to yes. talk about in depth. Yes. Um, which was distributed by CG A&M. Yes. And that made $9,591 US yes. dollars. Of course, the cast. Yeah. I mean... We're talking about the later, anyways. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Then we have The Pirates, The Last Royal Treasure. I think this is one of the oldest quote-unquote films uh, yeah. um, in the top 10. Um, because... It came out at the start of the year, I think, and then was picked up by Netflix. Um, that made $9,632,000. So, oh, wow. Broker can still, like, you know, yeah. jump over. Um, on the seventh place, we have Alienoid, yeah. also distributed by CJ E&M, uh, which made 12000 12, million dollars roughly no. yes yes and then on sixth place we have decision to leave yeah. which <laughs> is my favorite um that made a measly 14 million dollars okay um then we have emergency declaration on fifth place okay uh distributed by showbox which made 15 million dollars that came out not too long ago, I think. So that oh wow, is still That's... gonna go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On fourth place, we have The Witch Part Two, the yeah. other one. This was long, long, long awaited. Yeah, I um, can imagine. And made twenty one million dollars so far. I'm, I'm assuming this is gonna go up. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. On top three, yes. third place, we have Hunt. Which okay. literally has been out for like two weeks or something. Um, 
it has currently made over $25 million. Oh, wow. Which is pretty good. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, second place is Hansan Rising Dragon, which is distributed by Lotta Entertainment. Yeah. And made a whopping 51 million US dollars. Yes. What is money even? It, what is that? But I wonder because you know that those that is the gross, the domestic gross. I wonder how much they do internationally, and also how much of that is like for the actors. You know. Hmm. Good question. Hmm. Let's talk about Z number one. Yeah. And that <laughs> that domestic gross is pretty insane. Yes, I agree with that. So, number one goes to The Roundup, which is a sequel and was distributed by ABO Entertainment and has made a whopping $100 million and a half. Wow. Wow. What is money? It's Literally. all monopoly money. Literally. Capitalism. <laughs> but, like, that's insane. That is pretty insane because we're just in August. Okay, it's not even the end of the year yet. We're sort of like entering the third quarter, I suppose. Or finishing mm-hmm. the, the second quarter. I don't even can remember the quarter. Finishing right now. third. Yeah, we're finishing third quarter. So this is pretty impressive because, you know, I think it's that after the the lockdown times, everyone was like, I'm going to the cinema. Yeah. Don't care. I am going to the cinema. So I think that we have a case of this, you know, they're going all in. Maybe, but if I compare it to the movies from last year. Yeah. So this might be a bit rough, but last year's films are better than this year's films, in my opinion. Oh, really? Which is pretty harsh. Well, but last year, I'm going to be honest, I watched just one of these films because, you know. I feel like last year I watched all of them. Did you? I was binge watching Okay, so let's just start with the... Now let's talk about the movies. Tell me about the plot. I was just one of these ones because I just I couldn't get the... myself to watch the other ones because I'm going to be honest, it's not my genre. What is not your genre? The movies. Well, they were... They were all... They were a bit all over the place, not going to lie. Yeah, so... but I'm wanting to like soft rom-coms you know coming of age kind of thingy and these they were all like quite dark i'm not gonna lie even broker was dark when you think about it a hundred percent and look we're gonna talk about it later but mm. confusion okay <laughs> let's let me do a brief introduction of each film and then we can yeah. talk about the films that we saw in depth okay yes so the roundup numero uno yeah. Uh, this is a crime action film. It's yes. the sequel to The Outlaws from 2017 that was also hugely popular. Okay. It was directed by Kang Yung-sun and written by Kim Min-sung. And okay. It has our boy Ma Dong-sok in it. That man is buff. Okay. Yes. I feel like that man came out of the womb already with a six-pack. And like shoulders. That yeah, he was exercising in the womb. He yeah, was he had like, you know, the dumbbells and stuff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Man works out like it's his job. Well, okay. it, it is his job. Well, it is his job. Yeah. 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 
So basically, uh, he plays a police detective. Okay. And he and his team members have to go to Vietnam to catch a South Korean um, perpetrator. Criminal? Runaway? No, not not runaway. They didn't really know him before, I think. Okay. Um, but our evil dastardly villain is Son Soku, who just came out of my liberation notes. Oh, that dude. Okay. Mwah. He's so good in action film. You, you're biased. You, you're biased, yes. literally. Yeah. But also, the timing of that film... Literally yeah. came like one or two weeks after my liberation notes finished. Oh wow! So everyone watching that, of course, because let's be honest, everyone had a bit of a crush on him. Man's heart. What can I say? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, so the whole thing is that they have to catch him. There's a couple really cool fight scenes. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't. Like, it was a fun watch, but I wasn't, like, wowed by the plot. Fair enough. Fair enough. But everyone else was, because 100 million, hello. Maybe they just like fight scenes. That's very but true. But the fight scenes were awesome, though. Like Maybe it's just not our genre. Well, it's not my genre anyways. We know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Outlast 3 is already scheduled for 2023. No so. surprise. No surprise after that whooping amount of money they made. Yeah, keep it coming, because I'm actually intrigued. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about Hansan Rising Dragon. Okay. This is a war action film directed by Kim Han-min. Okay. Um, the second film of Kim's trilogy about the battles led by Yi Sun-sun. So it's like based on like true yes. events. It actually rings a bell there. Yes. But... One, I didn't watch it because I couldn't find it. And two, it's about boats. I mean, I think we spoke about this last season in our special episode with uh, Orianthi and boats are important. You know? I know, but I literally like... Ugh. <laughs> I feel like we're going in full circle here again where the discussion you had with Orianthi about... The I genres. know, but it's, <laughs> like I wasn't even that big of a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. I just watched it for Kira Knightley. Fair enough. That is very fair. Anyway, so I I would like to watch it, but I can't make myself watch it. Okay. Because it's about war and it's about boats. I mean, yeah, it's I don't yeah I suppose I yeah it's just not my cup of tea really. I do love pirates and boats. I might watch it, but I will have to watch all of them, actually. But it's so dark. Is it too dark for me? I... Well, you might like the historical aspect of it. I that do love be... a Tosun sort of, like, historic drama. Love it to bits. Yeah. I just and don't like the destination. and give it a shot. <laughs> Look, if it's, like, my country, you know, that drama I watched, that it was... Mm-hmm. Beautifully shot. It was up a war as well. Stunning. Was it too bloody sometimes? It was. Did I still watch it? Yes, because it was actually good. If it's like that, I can get behind that. I just mm. don't like all the like guts out and stuff like that. Well, it is a war film, so I'm I know, assuming there's going to be lots of guts. Uh, okay, Probably like enough. floating in the water. 
Amazing. Yay. Okay. Whoa, visuals. <laughs> Let's talk okay. about the next one. Please. Um, so the next one is Hunt. This is an espionage action film directed by Lee Jung-jae of Squid Game fame. Oh, okay. This is his directorial debut. Um, and it stars Lee Jung-jae himself and longtime yes. friend Jung Woo-sung. Um, and it's about spies in the government and they have to find which one is the North Korean spy. So it's Ooh. all about like intrigue and like deception. So this is my cup of tea and I will watch it, but it literally just came out. So I can't really watch it right now. You have to wait. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sad. Anyways, looks good. Watch the trailer. It looks exciting. Um, Next up is The Witch Part 2, the other yeah. one. And if you don't know, Ilse loved the first one. and that's what Because loved. the first one was absolutely amazing. Um, this is a science fiction action horror film written and directed yeah. by Park Hoon Jung. And it's a sequel to The Witch Part 1, the subversion that came out in 2018. In like, 2018? Has it been that long? Four years ago. <gasps> literally where is time going i don't know and it was kind of disappointing oh was it but yeah I, I mean the cast looks pretty amazing yeah it still was a bit disappointing oh no i know okay. i just oh, the so cast looks sad. amazing and it i'm biased with one of them already you know the girl from Extraordinary Attorney Wu is in it, and it was kind of hard to... Yeah, detach. Ooh to the young to the ooh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh, it's the ooh to the young to the ooh girl. Uh, but then she was like, can I give spoilers? Of course. She died. And I was like, oh. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's, it's a solid story-ish. Um, yeah. It has great action sequences with the superpowers and stuff. But yeah. it's just not as good as the first one. I think it's pretty hard to top that kind of... Psychological sort of? Because the first one was pretty psychological. intrigue, insane yes. plot twists. The actors of the first one... It, the, the one she shows up in this one. Okay. But, but only for like a minute. Oh no. So it was kind of sad. Okay, okay. Also, I think it was a little bit the same like in Broker. There were too many different parties. Storylines? Yes. Okay, okay. And it was just too much. Yeah. They weren't like worked out properly. Yeah. And it, Were it, they all connected? Well, yeah, they're all connected somehow, but it's just... Mm. But did it make sense? That, 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 that's my, my question. It kind of made sense, but... Okay. Why would you introduce so many characters if they're all going to die at the end anyways? I, you know, I introduce know. a few less characters and then just spend more time with them. Yeah, fair enough. And like... It, uh, Kyung-hae, Park Eun-bin's character, the Eun-bin's yeah. girl... Um, she gets a lot of time with her storyline. Yeah. But it goes nowhere. Like, there's no resolution. There's no growth. 
it's just there and then she dies. Who's the witch in this one? Uh, Shinshia. Okay. She's a girl. She doesn't really have a name. Okay, um, interesting. Well, in fairness, which one wasn't my cup of tea, even though I love the characters and the actors? Uh, I don't think this one is my cup of tea either, even though it's got Lee Jong-suk in it. And mm. I I am a Jong-suk. He has, I, like, the, 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 like, bob-length hair, and he looks hot, can I just say? He always looks hot, girl. It doesn't matter what he's it, He has, haircut. like, this vampire look. And of they're course. pretty much setting a story up for part three. And you better enough. be in it because otherwise that's also like just lost. Basically, yes. Anyways, still watch yeah. it. It is a fun watch. Fair enough. It's a bit meh sometimes, but it's I was still f- I still had fun watching it. Okay. Let's talk about Emergency Declaration. Okay. Uh, this is a disaster action film directed by Han Jae-rim and starring Song Kang-ho, Lee Byung-hun, John Doyon and Kim Nang-gil. Okay. Cast, amazing. Yes. Mr. Sunshine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of course. The dude from um, Hell is Other People, isn't it? What okay. more do This is literally need? right there. The favorite actors are. A couple of them are here. This is... Yeah. This year was for you, basically. Yeah. But still, last year was a bit... I let let's focus on the film. Um, yeah. So it's based on like a kind of true story, and then they just take a run with it. There's okay. a like terrorist disease plot in an airplane that is in the sky. So it's like it's like trying to pull some. There's some sort of virus in the plane? Yes, but in a plane, in the sky. And I was like, this is... COVID is just... It's still going. Yeah. So I was like, (laughs) maybe... Right. Maybe not. Too soon, Um, too soon. (laughs) Yeah, I still want to watch it, though. Okay. Uh, Because just the acting... And the actors. I mean, quite big names there. Yeah. So I, mm. I am intrigued by the story. I haven't seen it yet because yeah, literally it's nowhere yet. Um, I am a bit iffy about the health storyline. Particularly because it's like coughing and stuff. Okay. So I was like, oh my Am God. I going to be more paranoid after watching the movie? Probably. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I maybe they should have done the symptoms like a bit creepier less like blood from yeah. the eyes or something okay just no coughing please or sneezing it's just it's too soon too soon people too you soon know. we're still shaking up okay yeah next up decision to leave this yeah. whoa okay so this is a romantic mystery film oh it's not that romantic oh it's more like okay. suspense I was like, oh my god, I can't watch that then. <laughs> Not sure you would like it. It's okay, fair a enough. bit depressing. Um, it was produced, co-written, and directed by Park Chan-wook, who did The Handmaiden, Stoker, okay. Old Boy. So, 
High Expectations. Yes. Um, it stars Tang Wei, who is a Chinese actress, and oh. Park Il, who is a Korean actor. And the film was selected for the Palme d'Or at the okay. 2022 Cannes Film Festival, where Ooh. Park Chan-wook won Best Director. Um, so, this plot. Interesting plot. So, okay. Hae Jun, played by Park Ha-il, is a detective. Yes. And he's... There's, like, bits and pieces pulled from the character of Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Which is interesting. Yes. The detective is married, but his wife and himself live a, quite a bit away. So there's a bit of distance there. Okay. He starts an investigation of an unnatural death case where a dude fell off a really, really high mountain while hiking. Okay. Did he fall or was he pushed? That's the question. Okay. The wife of the dude who died is played by Tang Wei. Her name okay. is Sore. And it's interesting because from the start, there's like this connection between the detective and the wife. It's like tension. Yeah, but it's interesting. Not in like a sexual like way. It's more as in like a intellectual slash domesticated way i have a question does she speak korean in this movie she speaks both oh she uses google translate in the film a lot oh but she also speaks a bit of korean okay so it's actually really cool that the language aspect is in there yeah yeah because google translator saves lives basically (laughs) uh pretty much yeah 100 percent yeah. Um, so it's a bit about how he tries to solve the murder case. Okay. And how his connection exists with this woman while he's okay. married. Um, but for me, this is one of the best films of the year so far. Because one, the story is super intriguing. Two, the way that it was filmed... I think you mentioned that. Yes, yes, you mentioned that. Beautiful. Like, I haven't seen a film this beautifully done and really well edited in, like, a while. Oh, even last year. Yeah, it's really, really good. Okay. Um, It can be a bit disorienting as, like, timeline-wise. Because of all the, like, interesting cuts and stuff. Um, but it's, oh, I love it to pieces. It's so cool. A uh, bit of a trigger warning for a suicide, but that's up to your own judgment, of course. Yeah, of course. But like, girl, it's so, it's so pretty. I'm going to rewatch it because now that I know the full story, I'm like, I need to dig this apart. Just to, yes, just to appreciate things that you weren't able to appreciate in the first watch, I suppose. Exactly. Fair enough. So if you want any recommendation, watch that one. That's my favorite. Okay. Go watch it. Let's talk about Alienoid, which okay. is probably the weirdest film of the year okay. so far. So this is a science fiction, science fantasy action film. It's a lot of okay. genres. Um, directed by Chong, Choi Dong, Dong-hoon. 
starring yeah. Ryu Jeonyeol, Kim Woo-bin, and Kim Terry. Oh my god, the cast. I know. I know okay. the cast. Crazy. Wow. However, the story, crazier. So, <laughs> this is aliens come to Earth. Yes. They um, take humans prisoner. Not all, but some humans prisoner. Okay. And a couple cast members fall through time okay. to fight aliens. What? Yeah. So, what in the inception is this? <laughs> I have no idea. I've only seen the trailer. I haven't seen the film yet because it. Uh, I was. Uh, I was so like, what is this plot? What is yeah. the plot? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, Aliens is not very common in, in the in the K-drama world. No. I mean, I've seen my love from the start, but that's, like, old, you know. <laughs> well, they've been, like, going to space a bit more. They're going to space, but not aliens. You know, they go to space, they find other civilizations that, well, they're kind of aliens, I suppose. But, you know, not like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, but no invasion. A lot of the aliens look kind of robot-y-ish. Yes. So it's weird. It looks utterly bizarre. But I'm okay. kind of also intrigued by the bizarreness of it all. I I am intrigued as well cause because that's an odd mix. They're, they're fighting aliens in the Goryeo dynasty. Time? So I can just imagine the big hat and then fighting with swords aliens. So that, yeah. that the mat is not mat in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm okay, like, we'll see. Girl, you need to watch this trailer. Yeah. It's bonkers. I, I, I see. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Uh, the next one is The Pirates, The Last Royal Treasure. I've already reviewed this quite a while ago because it was out on Netflix. This is also Pirates and the Ocean. And you got to fall into that genre because that's Why are what there Netflix so many ship films this year? Look, ships are necessary. Well, I don't know, literally. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but still. Either way, this was a fun watch. This was not war or something. Okay. Um, it's a bunch of, like, ragtag groups uh, that go chase treasure. Uh, and it's also a bit of a romance story. I can get behind this one. I like the sound of it. Uh, so also, romance and pirates? Absolutely. Okay. Listen to this cast though. We have Kang Hano, we have oh, Han wow. Hyo Jo, we have Lee Kwang Soo. Oh wow. We have Kwon Sang Woo, we have Sehun from EXO. Oh my god. Yeah. What? I am confused. I, I know. I literally, I literally was like, who? I was For very surprised to see him there. Yes, because the li- his latest dramas where he's being eat, not really pirates, you know, more modern. Normally, he's like the son of like a chairman or something. Yeah, but he was like the strong, silent type. So I think he said like three words in the entire movie. Fair <sighs> enough. It, it was really funny. If you want a comedy, watch this one because it was hilarious. Um, okay. Let's talk about Broker. Yes. So tell me about the plot. Let me give you a few 
bits of information first. Yes. So this is a drama film directed and written by the Japanese Hirokatsu Koreada. Yes. Uh, I hope yeah. I didn't butcher that. And it has some star power. Big, big names. So you have Song Kang-ho, you have Kang Dong-won, you have Beduna, you have Ayu, you have Lee Ju-young from Itaewon Class. Um, mm-hmm. And then other famous actors are Song Se-byok and Lee Dong-hui. Um, the cast is incredible. Yeah. So basically... Our girl Ayu is a prostitute in this film, and she gets pregnant, has a baby, doesn't want, really want said baby, so she drops it off at a baby box. Yes. And for people who don't know, a baby box is usually a sort of shelf, usually close to a church or something, or with like a religious organization, where mothers who don't want their babies can put the baby in the shelf, close it. And then the church gets alerted that there's a baby a they baby. have to take care of. Correct. So basically, it's like an anonymous drop-off box. Basically, but it's interesting that they are doing this type of film because mm. baby boxes is not something they talk in movies or dramas, you know? No, definitely There not. is documentaries about it, but mm. I found fascinating that they decided to talk about this theme in this movie. Mm, yeah. We have quite a few baby boxes. Well, quite a few. I think we have like maybe 10 or so baby boxes in Belgium. Um, okay. And it's always like a big news story when a baby gets dropped off. I don't think there's usually more than like four or five a year or so. Okay. Um, but basically, baby boxes came into existence because they wanted to lower the... Like abandonment rates, child murder yeah. rates. Um, basically, it's to save the babies and save the mothers. Yeah, who don't want to be a mother. Yeah. So, um, so interesting story in itself. But yeah, there's a different layer to the story because some of the volunteers who work for the church, they hide all evidence of the baby that was dropped in the baby box and they sell it on the black market for yeah. adoption. Yes. Which illegal human trafficking. Yeah. It's human trafficking. However, they their intentions weren't bad. You know my point. Yes. But even so It was wrong. Absolutely agree with that. Like it's not yeah, illegal. It's illegal. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They have very good intentions and want to give the baby to very good families and stuff. Yeah. But it's still not a Illegal. great solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so basically, we have Ayu who drops the baby. We have yeah. human traffickers. And then we have two more side stories. One is with Beduna as character who is Sujin, police yeah. officer, and... Detective Lee, who's played by Lee Jo-young. And this is a team of cops who want to catch the human traffickers. Yes. And then there's also the side story of a murder. Yes. And that murder being investigated by other cops. So imagine the story is a square. Yeah. We have Ayu and the baby who connects to the human traffickers. But then the line down connects to the murder case. She murdered someone. 
and yes. she's being we still I think there is no clarity about why the whys for that murder right I think I um I feel like I they briefly mention it or she gives like a half reason but he probably yeah. did something messed up probably probably but I found fascinating that there was so much so much going on with this film at a storyline level because there was too many subplots mm. in the and the main big plot that yeah. I was I'm gonna be honest I was lost I was like what what what's what's, how, what's going on <laughs> I was legit lost because I thought that it would go different and at some stage I thought that she would like stay with the baby but then mm. it it takes a while until you actually know a bit of her story. Yeah. So it's just confusing altogether. It's confusing altogether. We also have big actors that show up for like one scene and then they're gone. Yes. And um, then I... Confusing. It's an interesting film. 100%. Really good, but confusing. Yes. I think they could have rewritten the script a little bit because you have the square, you have Are You the Smugglers... The, yeah, the the police on one side, and then Beduna's detective team, and they're all connected, but it's still too much of the story to focus on in like an hour yeah. and a half, two hours. Yeah, because I think you it's have that long. this. So Ayu teams up with the smugglers or the human trafficking dudes, and to they find the family. Yes, kind of bring a child along during their trip to find like proper parents. And it's you have this like beautiful dynamic that starts yeah. to form because they're like a little tiny family. Yeah, they become point. a family. Yeah. yeah. And you have the orphan who's like he heard them talk about like the human trafficking thing and he's like, you know, let yeah. me join or else. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and he finally gets away from the orphanage and gets to like go on a Ferris wheel and that was like one of his big <gasps> Things Dreams. that he really wanted to do, yeah. Yeah, and he kind of wanted to have a family. Yeah, and it was super, super cute. And I yeah, love yeah. the found family trope. Like, love it. Because you have these people that should not get along, but they somehow do. And it's wonderful yeah. and cute. And I wish they had focused a bit more on that magic because yeah. they had such great chemistry together. Yeah, but then but it kind of gets interrupted by the constant the like subplots, police subplots. Yeah, and even though I love Beduna and I love uh, Ijuyong, but I did not understand their characters at all. There's no arc there. Yeah, especially Beduna's character. She's very like like close to a burnout like she doesn't really care that much anymore yeah she wants to finish the case she wants to close the yeah. case and move on that, that that that's what i what i i got from it and mm. it's like absolutely interesting i think it's a bit of a lost opportunity with this one yes you have there's just too much going names. on a lot yeah. going on and not all of them don't get enough and i think they get enough time character to, development like, Yes, how to play the story, basically. Yeah. Lovely film still. I will absolutely watch the acting and the performance is incredible, as expected by these big actors. I would have loved seeing more character development and more their story, like, in depth, because it could have been something bigger, I suppose. Yeah. Um, let's go to the last film. Yes. The last film is Kingmaker. Yeah. And this is a political drama film that was written and directed by Sung Hyun. 
Uh, it was set to be released in 2021, but pushed back because of COVID. Yeah. And this looks super intriguing. It's all about like politics and like it's about Kim Woonbum, played by Seo Kyunggu, who's a politician, yeah. and his uh, strategist, played by Lee Sung Kyun. Okay. From My Mister. Oh, okay, of course. Connection. With a deep, deep, beautiful voice. Okay. <laughs> that literally is such an odd pitch, but it works amazingly and it's heaven. Anyways, it's all about politics and them uh, working together to become president or for um, Seol Kyunggu's character to become president. And it's kind of based on a true story. Okay. Taking a spin off as well to make it more drama worthy, I guess. Um, so this is definitely on my to watch list because it looks intriguing. The acting it looks are like your cup of tea. It looks like your cup yes, of tea. I'm not I love lie. a good political moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was the top ten grossing films of 2021, 2022. I hope there is so at least a romantic film in the last quarter because I need films in my life. That's it. No we'll promises. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, we finish this special episode of What a K Drama Films mm-hmm. 2022. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of What a K Drama. And remember to follow us at thecameo.com. Bye. Bye bye.